Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Match Day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined as usual by Matt, Andy and James to discuss our away fixture with the opponents who arguably gave us the most Leeds That moment of last season, Wigan Athletic. We're recording this on the night before the game and we'll be having a little chat about the new Leeds United documentary that landed today, Take Us Home, um, in addition to our regular look at the upcoming fixture. Right, James, can you start us off by uh, telling us about the fixture tomorrow? Yep, we're away to Wigan Athletic. It's a 3pm kickoff at the DW Stadium. Um, We've only encountered Wigan a few times. We've won on four occasions, drawn three and lost six uh, one of them, like you say, Paul, was that heartbreaking defeat last season on Good Friday, which probably set the tone uh, for the end of the season. But I wanted to just kind of uh, recap on a on a quote that Bielsa said around that time, if that's all right. And he said, um, "Destiny gave us a red card, a penalty, and fifteen chances to score. Um, we simply should have won that game." I am sad at this defeat, but I am very motivated. We have had a good season, but it will mean nothing if we do not get promoted. So, yeah, all I can think of is that game and how nice it would be to get something out of tomorrow. It feel like some justice is served. So, um, what's everyone's plan for the game then? Well, I think my plan is to watch it legally online. Sounds a great plan. James? Um, well, I mentioned the other day that I really wanted to listen to um, to Bryn Law on this one. So I might see, I presume that LUTV are doing the radio commentary, so I might try and get that. I think it's usually about 99p, isn't it? So give that a go, maybe. Sounds money bags. <laughs> and uh, Matt and I are going to be going to the game. I'll be first away game of the season for me, really excited. You sound it. You always do this. I am super. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about this game. <laughs> How are you getting there, Paul? Uh, I will be getting there via the car. <laughs> I will be going and picking up my father-in-law on the way, and uh, hopefully parking somewhere close by because it can be a real mess getting out of Wigan. Matt, what about you? Yeah, I'm at the game as well with Paul. I'll be uh, driving down the M62 and. Equally hoping to avoid the traffic jams in and out of Wigan. Andy, you were there today, weren't you? I've been there this evening. Andy, you've been to Salford and Wigan this week and not seen a minute of football, is that right? Sadly, that is correct, yeah. Um, 
Seen a bit of rugby, but wrong shaped ball in it for this. Certainly is. So tonight when I was uh, I was there, it was absolutely hounding it down, and there was a rugby league match between the Wigan Warriors and the Warrington Wolves. Uh, it was raining all the way there. I imagine the pitch is uh, a bit wet and took a bit of hammer. So let's hope it doesn't affect us too much. Because let's face it, we play nice football and we need need a, a nice bowls green, I suppose, don't we, to play on a carpet? So uh, let's hope they've worked. Let's hope they've worked through the night. It's funny, yeah. That leads us into uh, exactly what they were saying on the uh, Wigan fans forums. They were saying that they wanted it to be a real churned up mess of a pitch rather than a lovely carpet that Leeds United would like to play on. More of a shag pile, I'd suggest. <laughs> They're not looking uh, particularly confident. One guy said, I'm most certainly not looking forward to Saturday. If we play like we did last week at Preston, I fear for a goal fest. And from tonight's performance, where they lost Stoke in the Cup, I doubt PC will have discovered any replacements. Hopefully I'm proved wrong and PC knows what he's doing. Yeah, I'm not sure that, that there's going to be much mileage at looking at other fans' forums because they all just think, which is, you know, it's not how it's been in the past, but that they're all just going to uh, dick, like lose badly every week. One week it'll happen. That, that gives me flashbacks. That's deja vu from what the Forest fans were saying before last week, though, don't it? Yeah, it's a bit like if you go on the Leeds forums, how everyone's absolutely convinced we're going to win every week. Leeds that. Who's binge-watched the documentary then? You have. I haven't. I've seen one episode. Yeah, you went to the premiere, didn't you? Kind of a big deal. Got uh, It was invite only, and they just invited the most important people in Leeds, and uh, fortunately being one of those, I got the nod. <laughs> and how was it? Are you going to tell us? It was emotional, mate. Um... I'm only joking, although that important, I got a, a plus one invite, which I took very gratefully from a friend of mine called Alex. Um, and you know what? It was brilliant. I can't lie. You've all seen episode one now, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that what they, sh- is that what they showed you on the night, then just episode one? Yeah, it was episode one of a Q&A with Lee Hicken uh, and a couple of guys from Amazon. And Liam Cooper went and said a couple of words. But, mate, it was outstanding. Um, I, I think... The only thing I'm slightly disappointed with is that they didn't get all the proper commentary and had to redo it. But apart from that, I was most impressed episode one with the audio in it. I thought the audio in it was outstanding. Um, I got goosebumps with some of the stuff going on. And yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. I understand you guys have already seen it, but I've been at work today. I've only made my way to about halfway through episode five. So uh, after we've recorded this, I will probably go back and finish it and go relive the the playoffs yet again. And what I'd say is, um, having watched all of it, for anyone who's listening that haven't watched all of it, when you get to episode six, um, 34 minutes is the bit that you want to stop watching at. And then I think you can give it maybe about six or seven minutes and tune back in and uh, it's got your optimistic outlook for the for the happy ending. Oh, everyone loves a happy ending, don't they? What's the, what's the one key takeout you've had from it so far then, Paul? What's the uh, what's the big thing you learnt? I think it was interesting. Uh, Victor Walter is a complete lunatic who's completely obsessed with the club and he's super emotional. And uh, he is so invested. And you think at the same time that this was panning out, there was, I don't know if it's a widened knowledge in the fan base or just an online thing where everybody's hating him and wanting him to leave. And at the same time, he's absolutely loving the club and living for it and smashing phones and crying and kissing the players. 
Um, and it's a complete discourse between the two things. I've got a lot of love for Victoria. Uh, I think, as Paul says, he's only going to build on it. I think the passion the guy shows for the club's outstanding and long may that continue. He's got about a 50-50 strike rate with signings. That could do with a bit of improvement. He's shifted a few this year, though, which is good. Hey, if uh, if uh, if Bamford gets up to a 50-50 strike rate, then we'll be doing all right, won't we? I think uh, the thing with auto signings, though, and he's all, they've always said all along, is that um, it's very much the manager's decision at the end of the day. And previously, I think we've probably had managers that have not been able to make a decent decision. And the signs that we're making under Bielsa are clear, or the signs we're attempting to make under Bielsa, if you see episode three, you can see that they're just infinitely better. Um, and that bodes well in general, I think. Uh, let's get back on topic. Who's the referee tomorrow and what scores are we hoping for? The referee tomorrow is Andrew Maidley and uh, he only did one game for us last season. It was Villa away, so that'd do. Um, but if you dig a little bit deeper, he actually did uh, He did the Sheffield United away game the season prior where he gave a really soft penalty against Union O'Kane. And um, he also which was a, one of those games where you go, how the hell was this only two years ago? Not even two years ago. And, and contextually, so much has changed since then. He refed the 2-0 away game at Barnsley, where he should have sent off um, Harvey Barnes, who was the this loney that was everyone was talking about that I had no idea who he was, who then went on to be ill-fated, not quite a signing for Leeds United. And... Uh, Paul Heckingbottom was the manager of Barnsley at the time and he was furious with the whole thing. And he's since <laughs> he's since been had the hot seat not for very long at Argaff. So let's see which uh, version of the referee we get tomorrow. OK, go on then, Paul. What are you saying for the score? 3-0. Again, I'm going to back it until it goes wrong. Confident tomorrow. I'm going 1-0 Leeds. I think we can do it, but it's going to be tough. They always just... I don't know, just got a habit of being bloody painful, Wigan. Hart says 2-0 leads. Head is sadly saying one all. I, I can just see see a couple of problems tomorrow. Don't know why. I'm on a bit, I think it's because I'm on a bit of a buzz from seeing how united the squad is and I can just see a bit of a fart moment happening. So I'm going to go head one all, but Hart 2-0. I think... I've gone for 3-1 this week. I think it'll be our second away win, 3-1 away win of the season. I've got um, our Twitter poll in so far, Paul. I mean, obviously, we're the night before at the minute, but and we've got a biased Leeds fan base, but, you know, don't read into that. Um, 92% are saying Leeds win, 8% a draw, 0% Wigan win. So you know what will happen, don't you? Uh, yeah, so that leads nicely into our word that we're thinking about. So, uh, Andy, what word would you say sums up the way you're feeling about tomorrow's game? Apprehensive. James, what's your word? Nervous? My word is nervous. Now that that cup game's out of the way that I didn't really care about, I'm, I'm reverting back to type, which is nervous. Wigan make me feel very on edge. I'm going with a very dangerous word. I'm going with routine. Oh, 
because uh, I, I don't like the fact that this has been built. I mean, I'm, I'm aware that we've done it ourselves in this podcast, but I don't like that it's been built as a, a big revenge game from last season. And that got, that game at Elland Road, we were by far the better side, and it was a game that would only happen once in a hundred times. And obviously, Leeds that means that it did happen on that one occasion. But for me, Wigan aren't a good enough side. If we're going to go up this season, if we're going to do anything, we need to be going there and getting the points. So we should be putting in a routine performance and getting a routine win. Well, I'll finish it off then by saying that my my word is buzzing. I'm really excited to go tomorrow. Looking forward to the first away of the season and uh, looking forward to checking back in after the game and hopefully uh, discussing the three points we've picked up. James, what's the team news looking like for tomorrow? Bielsa made a wonderful little quip in his press conference about not naming the team anymore. Um, But he said... But between you and me, it's the same. So fair play, Marcelo. That's fantastic. What what he didn't say was whether it was the same as Salford or the same as Forest. Yeah, well, that was that was going to be my point to everyone is what does he mean? And I would love it if it's same as Salford. You think that's a better side? Not necessarily, but it's classic him sticking to his guns, isn't it? I was chatting to someone today who said Cooper's going to find it very hard to get back in now. After that performance, Berardi put in the other night. Injuries permitting, it'll be the same side that played against Forest last week. I would wager. James, I understand that you've got a prediction from uh, somebody else today. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, from a lovely young lady. Um, let's Let's play it for you. Hello. Hi, Nan. You're right. Hi, hi, James. How are you doing? That's do- a surprise. How are you doing? You're right. Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Uh, I'm just having an ice cream. An ice cream. I, well, on a stick. I've got a freezer. What flavour you gone for? Chocolate. Chocolate nuts. Very nice. Very they're nice. They're 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 you know they're all one chocolate nuts. I'm just ringing to ask you. What the what you think the lead score will be tomorrow? On the plane tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, the plane, the plane, the plane away at Wigan. What do you think the score will be tomorrow? Oh, the plane, Wigan. Wigan. Yeah. Um, I will think. I will go for uh, two one to Leeds. Yeah, two one. Lovely. That's great. Well, we'll see always, how we get on. Always to Leeds. I'll either go 2-1 or 3-1. Always to Leeds, definitely. I'd never go. I'd always guess for Leeds. Not as though they're going to do it, but I'd always say Leeds first. Not often you ring me at this time. It's like, oh, that's my phone ringing now. I'll, I'll let you go. My phone's ringing. I don't know who that is. I'll let you go. Take, All right. I'll see you later, Take James. care now. Bye. Love you. Bye. Absolute character. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I hope she's right. She has an ice cream and she's pissed, and I'm not even joking. I love her. I think she's my spirit animal. Right, guys. That brings to a close the uh, pre-match portion of the of the pod. Looking forward to having a chat afterwards when hopefully we'll have picked up all three points.
nine o'clock on a Saturday leads the top of the league. Right, boys, here we are, top of the league, early doors. Happy days, eh? It's very good to hear you all. Obviously, on these match days, uh, the away ones in particular, we don't see one another, and we all dial in to to do these podcasts, and it's it's uh, it's lovely. How are we all feeling? What a day! In fairness, I saw Matthew. Yeah, oh, yeah. we saw each other. That's very true. In Wigan, how was it? They um, the fans sounded absolutely immense today. Do you know? I was saying on the, on the uh, on the way out that it was good, but. I took my father-in-law. It was his first away game, and he loved it. ever. And he, yeah, and he loved it. And he said you could tell the difference in the uh, in the crowd. And uh, we were saying that actually, it can get much better. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good atmosphere, but it wasn't the best you've ever had at an away game. It wasn't helped by the fact that the uh, Wigan fans didn't really turn up. How do we get on with the predictions today? Well. I had uh, two bites of cherry and one of them was right. Yeah, you can't have two. You went with your, yeah. your your head in the end and I think your head was wrong, wasn't it? No, but I went with my heart. My heart was right, 2-0. Not sure. Lord Bamford scoring twice, easy pickings. I heard a lot of people saying that they thought we would definitely concede today with Kiko in nets, but I thought he was very steady away. Yeah, he was. He made some really good saves, particularly there was a couple of free kicks that... Um, he was outstretched. He, he he did look comfortable today. Thinks he's Hollywood though, doesn't he? Did look like they were for the cameras. Yeah, well, he'd be, be wanting Russell Crowe to be uh, describing him in a silky Kiwi-Australian hybrid this time next year. No, it's, it'll be Popey doing it retrospectively. Oh, yeah, it? good yeah. point, good point, good point. Am I right in here in a rumour that that's the first time you've ever seen Russell Crowe in anything? Yeah, I didn't even see him. It's the first thing that I've ever watched that is anything to do with Russell Crowe since Neighbours, 1987. Are you not entertained? Not seeing that. What's that? Gladiator. You like Gladiators, the normal series. Not watched the film. No, I've not watched the film. Is the um, is Gladiator the film anything to do with Gladiators, the uh, TV show? Yeah, Russell Crowe basically plays Wolf and with, uh, with, with a pugil stick. Yeah, they get caught on the travelator and he ends up in a lot of bother. I might give that a watch. It sounds better than I thought it was. Hang tough, mate. Hang tough. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to work out during the game if if you took all the Wigan fans and put them together, they'd just fit in one of the stands. I think that's probably true. Did you um, see the scuffle? In I think it was in the first half to the, to the stand. Uh, it was after Bamford scored, wasn't it? It was uh, the first goal. It was to the to the right of where the Leeds fans were. It was a bit of a Bit of a fight in the home end. It was how many policemen does it take to eject one drunk Leeds fan? And the one drunk Leeds fan, I think, was in corporate. I think he came running out of a box. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it happened really close to uh, Bryn Law and Ben Parker. And I think Phil Hay commented on Twitter about it as well. So it was obviously kicking off really close to all them. And, and they said, yeah, there was some sort of Leeds fan. <laughs> but it didn't really go into detail, you know, how it is. But it sounded funny, whatever it was. It was pure comedy. He was in a waistcoat, as far as I could tell. Even though the general feeling in the away stand was pretty good, there was a lot of whinging. I don't know if it was the same around you, Paul. We weren't standing together, but there was a lot of complaints. And I had a very rare breed behind me. I had a Bielsa hater. What? What? Yeah, a Bielsa hater. 
he had three main issues with uh, Marcelo Bielsa. He's too stubborn. He failed last season and he shouldn't have been given a second chance. He didn't get us up. And third, he doesn't play 4-4-2. And that's ridiculous. No wonder we're not scoring more goals because Patrick Bamford playing up front on his own is never going to get us enough goals. Literally 30 seconds after he was having this rant, Bamford scored 1-0. And everyone turned around to him and told him to shut up. Wow. Um, around me, it was it was a uh, again strange uh, strange characters. That's no way to talk about your father-in-law. He was the strangest. But there's some sort of party going on in front of me. A girl came and she had big platform shoes. She went, stood on the seat in front. So for the last twenty minutes, I was mainly concerned that she wasn't going to fall off. It was that was got my heart racing more than uh, more than our defence today, which was uh, a massive plus. Well, do you know what got my heart racing in the pre-match pod that was a phone conversation between James and his nan have you got an update James I may well have spoken to my nan have you no she was good but she does also say that she often goes for 2-1 so she's going to be right eventually hi James hi nan you're right I've just watched it on telly good result wasn't it Oh, brilliant. Well, Sarah said to me, what do I think is going to win? I said, it's going to be two to Leeds and one to Wigan. So it was 2-0. Oh, I'm really pleased. I've just watched it on telly. Good stuff. I'm glad you're happy. You're not there, are you? You're not at the match, are you? No, no. Going on Wednesday. You're at home. Are they at Ellen Road on Wednesday? Yeah, that's right. All right. Thanks Thanks for letting me know, James. All right. Take care, Nan. Thank you. Bye. Bye. What a love. Bless her. She loves it. She's leads through and through, I'm telling you. I bet she supports Bielsa. She she does, actually, yeah. I said, what do you think to the manager, Nan? Oh, I right like him. That's what she said. <laughs> she couldn't tell me anything else, but that was enough for me. That's all I need. Bamford were good, weren't they? Bamford's an interesting one. I listened to uh, a bit of the post-match reaction on BBC Radio Leeds on my way back, and... Noel Whelan was saying that now he thinks Patrick Bamford might hit 20 goals this season, but before today he thought he had absolutely no chance. And I think that's a bit that's a bit weird. I think that if you put Patrick Bamford, he stays fit all season and he plays all 46 games, he's probably going to score 20 goals, I would have thought. Uh, and if he doesn't, there's probably something wrong. I thought I thought he had a really good game. I thought it was one of those games where there wasn't really a bad player. I thought everyone was kind of 8 out of 10 and there wasn't really a standout. Um, but the players that played well were the players that are normally getting the stick from the crowd. So Jack Harrison, Patrick Bamford, Kiko Casilla, Adam Forshaw. Thought they all played really well. Forshaw, Forshaw. Stuart Dallas. Stuart Dallas, yeah. He had a great game at right back. So, go on then. Who was your man of the match? Because me and James have a chat here. We've both got the same person down for it. Who have you gone with? I'm going to go with Jack Harrison today for his endeavour down the left. I think he is clearly grown with confidence as he's grown in stature and he will, that partnership he's forging with uh, Barry Douglas is really exciting. I, uh, as I say, I struggle to pick one. Um, it's between a few, but I think I've got to go with Harrison as well. I think it'd be easy to give it to, uh, I think it'd be easy to give it to Bamford because of the two goals, but I think Harrison all round was, uh, had a very good game and uh, deserves deserves to be called out so man of the match I agree with Paul Jack Harrison drum roll please go on James reveal who we both picked Jack Harrison so full house yeah he was 
I mean, from what I've seen of him, he just looked exceptional. Um, what you want him to do is run at players. To, to be fair, I think some, he's he's not quite got that next thing as he he takes a really good first touch and he can get around a player, but then he often doesn't move it on quick enough. And I think that'll come, but overall, he, he just looked a, a step above. He was really good today. Right, what's the uh, word that you would use to summarise how you're feeling now after that game? Just before we come on to the words, Paul, can we just talk about the referee, Andrew Madley? We can. He was he was awful. I've been watching uh, watch the stream via a WhatsApp video call. There were two penalties, one for each team that didn't get given. So I think he had a shocker. He was one of those who any piece of contact is a free kick. It's roulette as to whether it might also be a card as well. Um, and he was just another one of those who wants to be the star of the show. It wasn't a particularly dirty game, but it felt like it was being stopped every five minutes. He fell into Wigan's game plan, didn't he? Because they were looking to win set pieces, pump balls long, and fortunately, our class uh, outshone that today. It was never going to be a flowing game, was it? Because because of the opposition. Actually, the pitch was better than we thought it was going to be. Um, it wasn't quite the quagmire we expected. Um, but really, it was a good good win in a game that never really took off, I don't think. Thinking about it, Wigan should have churned it up a bit more, shouldn't they? Right, so if you were going to use one word to summarise how you're feeling now after the game, what would it be? Content, I think. Matt summed it up perfectly at the start in the first bit where he picked his word and it was routine. Job done, on to the next one. James, you still nervous? No, I'm not nervous. I feel settled, I would say. Until Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, exactly. No, I do I do feel settled. Um it's it's so hard to judge where we'll be in, you know, well even at Christmas, but um but it's a good it's a really good start. My word is top, as in top of the league. We could have worked that together and all gone for one of those words. And it's already going better than the last time we played Wigan and Brentford in quick succession. So I'm very happy with that. I was really apprehensive today because um, I accidentally followed the same routine that I'd done on the day that we lost to Wigan in April um, by going into Asda and buying a sandwich. Um, But this time I bought two. So so you can imagine my despair when they got a man sent off and Bamford scored to put us 1-0 up. And I felt we were in the exact same position. So um, relief. I'll go with relief for my word that it didn't end up, we, we found ourselves in the exact same position and we managed to be more professional about the performance. The nerves weren't there and we managed to let our class shine through. So you might have heard us nod back to uh, a previous episode that we worked on, which was episode four, Up and Running. Um, as we said, it's really good fun to make this one and uh, we think you'll enjoy it too. There's quite a few uh, Leeds-based games on there, including where did they come from, where did they go, which uh, annoyingly was good. Well done, Andy. Um, we've got Leeds lists, play your players right, uh, so check them out. We've also got a um, prize drawer at the moment, and you can enter at leadsthat.com where you can win an unopened Tony Eboa Corinthian figure. We'll be back again after the Brentford game. See you soon. Cheers. Podcast Network.